Hey. Hey, what's going on? What's up, bro? So I, I just told you I'm ready. <laughs> I'm ready for you to record, but I'll be blind. <laughs> Watch this light. I know. Where's that light coming from? Is light shining down on you? It's a, it's right in my face. It's right in my face. So is it is it a lamp or is it? It's a lamp. It's a lamp. It's not. Oh, okay. Yeah, you got that um, that homemade like homemade podcaster set up, <laughs> but it's not even it's not even the ring. It's not even okay. But here's the good news. Here's the good news. I'm saying we had two things happen over the last oh, well since we last recorded. I don't even know. Yeah, it's been a, it's been like a little over a month. It was yeah at a good good pace. Good pace. Yeah. So so okay. We had somebody come in and finally found the contractor to do our kitchen. And mm. before that, we finally found the contractor to do electrical. We just couldn't find anybody out here, anybody who had the first use. So this former closet, which looks very much like a closet because there ain't nothing behind me. <laughs> right. It just looks um, like a white wall. Yeah, it is. It's because it was a walk-in closet once. And actually, before that, it was a storage room. Oh. So it used to have, like, file cabinets and stuff in there. But oh. this this room is so cozy, though. It's like a little... It's a studio, right? So it's like yeah. studio size. Mm. But finally, the electrician came in here and dropped hours. And that was, like, a big deal. Because before that, I was running extension cords from other rooms. Yeah. Oh, man. That extension cord life. Yeah, it's sensitive to life. She doesn't like it at all. She, she, yeah, she told me I, I, I don't like that either. I, yeah, man, I, yeah just be so, everywhere you be tripping on them. Yeah, and then she she be trying to vacuum. She said that they were they were like collecting dog hair. And they were no, yeah, yeah. So so the electrician came in and finally dropped out. Let's every wall has an outlet, and this is like is like amazing. Yeah. So, I was able to nice. plug in my chair and computers and all kinds of things. You can't see it here because it's, well, you know, it's kind of cozy. I can't yeah. turn anything without knocking over a tissue box or something. Right. <laughs> but, you know, like, 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 like. Yeah. But anyway, that was it. That was that was the main thing. We had, oh, okay. No, that's, that's what's up, man. It's, oh, it's good to see you. Has a, has a now, and now has a, like a little window. In so you've seen the footage of our kitchen. It's no longer orange. Mm, yeah, mm. the way it came. Um, and now when you walk in, instead of having to walk into the doorway, you actually have kind of a window bar type area. It's not a bar because we're not rolling in cash. It's a window with a ledge <laughs> that lets you look into the kitchen. But it's cool. Yeah, it's cool. no, those are nice. I like those. So it gives us a little little kind of restaurant view. Yeah, yeah. Because you can, we, we sit in the kitchen and if we turn off the lights in the kitchen, we can now have the lights in the hall. And and so we want some plants so that we can sit at the kitchen table, look through the window, and look at the washing machine room. Oh, <laughs> and wow. To the upstairs <laughs> with some plants <laughs> on the wall, at least. And then Shannon's painting and stuff like that. So yeah. it's actually fun, man. It's like it's like coming along. Coming nice. Along. Can you, there's something, I, I can't hear you very well. Like, Oh, there's... I'm sorry. Let me, let me, maybe you're hearing the microphone on my There head. it is. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Sorry like, about that. It's like up there. I was it's like, like, is it not worth it working or? <laughs> no, it's not worth it either. No, it's, uh, I was talking through my head. <laughs> oh, of okay, okay. Lowering the mic. Cool. Now cool. the mic's down. Now the mic's down. Okay. Now the yeah, people can yeah, hear yeah, you yeah. well. Um, it sounded like you were just really far away. I was like, but it's supposed to be a small room that you're in. Like, <laughs> that was my sound effects. My That's sound funny. Effect yeah. You had that filter going. Yeah, exactly. So what's been going on, man? It's been a while since we uh, kind of yeah. caught up in creative stuff. Yeah, yeah, creative stuff. Lots going on there, man. Lots going on. Um, last month was kind of interesting because I actually, I feel like I lost, I actually gained more Twitter followers, like gained more people finding my stuff. But I lost a lot of people. I shed a lot of people um, at the beginning of the year. And I'm not sure why. I mean, some people are talking about the algorithm, how it's changed, and that's true. It has changed, um, but I was really posting the same stuff, you know, podcasts, um, audio drama, the, st the standard stuff that I post. But 
I was losing people. And so that was honestly, that was a little discouraging because I was like, hmm. you know, mm-hmm. I don't have a lot of followers and I'm definitely going for a more quality over quantity approach. Like, yeah, I'd yeah, rather yeah. have like one person that's really hyped about my stuff or at least is excited about what I'm doing rather than just somebody who just casually follows, follows me. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, well, you know what, what, what? The first thing that comes to mind when you tell me that is I know you posted those videos on OpenAI. And, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. and that's the thing with, with you know, accidentally appealing to a market, <laughs> you know? Oh, right, yeah. So, and that, and, and it, that was definitely, and that stuff definitely faded away. And Like, I knew it would. But, I mean, I, I feel like I de- definitely made the right move. Oh, yeah, time. yeah. Like, yeah, I yeah. doubled down. I posted more stuff on my YouTube. And my YouTube definitely. has stayed relatively stable. But you're definitely right. Being known... For the random viral post, the wrong thing. Yeah, you know, and and, Man, and maybe we can that... maybe we can get right into some of the stuff yeah. we normally talk about. Like, okay, so you're creative out there. You hit a home run. Oh, bro. Yeah. Okay, okay. I'm not gonna digress. I'll get to the home run thing later. But anyway, uh, it's and it's not so much that it's a fluke. It's just that there are things that you do your creation for. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, it kind of cross-pollinates. Maybe you you work with some medium that is really popular somewhere else. Right. And you'll temporarily get those people get a boost, uh, interested yeah. in your stuff. Uh, but maybe they're not so much interested in your stuff. And I'm not saying this to you. I'm saying this yeah, to yeah. everybody. Um, and they, they, you know, they, they realize, oh, this channel is not for that. So right. I'm going to go right. do my thing. Because my YouTube, right, it's... It's kind of a hodgepodge. It's either astrology right. or not. Those are the two things I put up there. But I also put some statistics things on there. Mm. And you know, I think the most viewed video on my channel is like, like on like multivariate statistics. That's right. It, like yeah, it's it's yeah, it's the canonical correlation with the football. Yeah. On it, and it's not it's not nine. It's not astrology. Yeah. And and you know, obviously, the people who have come there for hardcore math have not come there. Right, space rocks, exactly. Controlling your life, yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah, and so I sure. mean, sometimes you put something up there, and then you make a, but, a, a statement about something, yeah. and then go away. So it's good. I, to, I, I feel like it's just good to be kind of self. I'm not saying self possessed, but I mean, you know, for sure, absolutely, yes, yes. So, um, and yeah, I think you're right, man. I think people get this fickle thing. You know, they like one thing on your channel, and you know, I'm putting the scope of my creativity out there on, especially on my Twitter and more so on my YouTube, it's starting to kind of open up into in general, the things that I'm creating, the things that I'm passionate about. Mm-hmm. And somebody likes a random thing like, like my chat GPT video. They love yeah. that. But then I don't talk about chat GPT. There's been so many developments with that thing. And you probably saw the the news about Microsoft in, integrating it with Bing. Huh. Did, you, did you hear about that? I did not. I saw like a line somewhere in the search. Yeah, that was just digital. last uh, I mean, week. I mean, I mean you know me so, in technology. I'm just like, yeah, whatever. I just used like, it they, as an example. They always, they're always doing something. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, oh, man. Yeah. And I could talk a lot about yeah. AI stuff, but I, I won't just yeah. make it all about AI. But the point is, I don't talk about that stuff all the time. Yeah. So I like the freedom to talk about music or talk about my sci-fi podcast or talk about writing. Yeah, or yeah, yeah. I just posted something about my my public memoir, Intro Cartography. Mm-hmm. I posted something. I haven't posted on it. Nice. I haven't been posted on it much, but I just posted on yeah. something just this morning. So I, it's basically that whole person concept. And when somebody sees you, in one instance, in one video, or in one post, it's like, okay, all yeah. of a sudden you become that guy that, or that yeah, girl, yeah. you know, that <laughs> yeah. talks about this it one thing. It's like, thing. wait a minute, I like all these other things too, but most people don't stick around for that. And it's this idea of being, I, I like the way um, a friend online puts it, he talks about being nicheless, you know, having... Yeah no niche like your your niche is you you know and that's the hard yeah, part yeah. because people yeah. don't really know when you talk about all these different things like you said you talk about the astrology and then you're talking about multivariate stuff and you're talking about nine 
those are very specific subsets of all of people that like those three distinct different things. And one is probably not going to like the other, at least not as yeah. much. Yeah. And so I don't think you, my thing is that I don't think you should correct for that, especially after. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think agree. you have to put out the stuff, like you said, that because you man, you go you. every which way, and I guess if yeah. you want to be like an actor, you want to be in an industry where it's like right. you're as good as your latest hit. And and look, no, nothing against that. There are people. Who yeah, some people stuff. they will love they, the super specialist. Follow and follow the wins, man, and that's for sure. Your whole the industries and business and everything. You know, yeah. that's, that's what they do. Um, I'm not. That's that's not my kind of thing. Yeah, I don't know me if that's neither. your kind of thing. And no, you need a mentality I mean, for that. Be ready to put it down, like put down what you're doing and make a new hit in this genre. <laughs> you know? Right. And that, as so. trend chasing, man, as there's definitely a market for that. I mean, there's definitely something to be said about being first. People like stuff that's fast, especially nowadays, being first to be on top of anything. You see this, you know, just two days ago. I don't know if you saw the Nintendo Direct. Where, okay, so Nintendo had a Nintendo Direct. They basically showed a new trailer for Legend of Zelda, Tears of the Kingdom, among other uh, other oh, neat, games. Neat. Yeah, And, it, you know, you have these YouTube channels, these people that are like, here's my breakdown of the latest trailer. And then, boom, it comes out like an hour after the Nintendo Direct happens. Yeah, yeah. There, it, you know, there's something to be said mm -hmm. about that. That's that's valuable because... Hey, they're the first people to have mm -hmm. it up. And 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 I kind of benefited from that with the chat GPT. I wasn't planning on being first or one of the one of the first people to talk about it and talk about mm -hmm. how you could use it, but I was. It just happened I was in that that time frame. But yeah. Yeah. I mean, you have to you have to do your own thing at the end of the day, man. And I just read, have you heard of uh Rick Rubin's recent book? No. Do you know who Rick Rubin is? <laughs> no, I don't. don't Honestly, yeah, I didn't know who the, I didn't know who this cat was either. But it yeah. turns out he is a freaking prolific music producer. Oh, okay. I'm and he's been name, so. producing music for decades. And okay, I he mean, has his name. So. Yeah, he's been okay. The like one of the forces yeah. behind some of the most famous albums: Kanye okay. West, Adele. Okay. I mean, Jay Z, I he's mean, worked with them. I mean, and then Lincoln Park, he worked yeah, with them. Yeah, yeah. Like, long, you know, he's been in the game for decades. So he wrote this book mm -hmm. called The Creative Act A Way of Being. And it just came out last month in January. Mm -hmm. This is uh, February 2023. It came out January 2023. And it's a pretty amazing book. And you would expect mm -hmm. that somebody with this amount of experience, in oh, the music yeah. industry, yeah, yeah. you know, being with all these famous artists, you would expect a book about him name dropping. And yeah, I was in this studio with Kanye West and this is how mm. we recorded Yeezus or something like that. You know, like mm. you would expect something like that, but it wasn't. Mm. It was this very Zen, Taoist-like, a lot of people are, are comparing it to the Tao Te Ching. Oh, very neat. Actually, you might be actually interested in it. Mm -hmm. But it's written in this way to talk about creativity as the act of itself. He 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 barely, and I read somebody's review on it yes, yesterday. He barely even talks about, like gives even specific advice about what he does. He does mm -hmm. dive into his process, mm -hmm. but it's it's not very prescriptive. It's not one of these books like, okay, here's how I helped produce Adele's hit 21 record, which he did. He helped produce that. Yeah. One of the most popular records in the last decades, right? He, he was responsible for that, but it, it wasn't him going into that process. It was him yeah. taking a step back. He's hardly in the book at all. Yeah. Basically. Interesting. It's a bunch of ideas about creativity, about how getting the most out of your own, following your own path, creating for yourself first. Mm -hmm. An audience mm -hmm. last. Man, I'm telling you, like, as you know, I'm Taoist Buddhist, right? Yes. And there's yes. something to, and, and been that way for a long time, to 2009, yeah. right? So then about 14 years so far. Yeah. Um, and man, there is something about taking yourself out of what you're doing. 
yeah. and kind of saying this is the the whole experience. I mean, I'm, yes. and you don't even think of yourself as embodying. You don't even think of that. No. You just you're doing it, and you're like, this is the next step. This is exactly. the next step. These feel like these match. Okay, let's put this here. And it's really right. it's like play, actually. When you're exactly, you know, you're younger. Exactly. You're not saying, I, the little boy, little girl, must make this character do this right. for ego's sake. You, you know, you don't you don't have all that built up by that time. You know, you know the sense of embarrassment and no, necessity and all that other stuff. You're just playing. You're just like, oh, this person goes over here. Why? Because you know, cause, just because. Right? Yeah. You know? And it's all instinct. And he talks about that, man. He talks about yeah. play. He talks yeah. about you as a vessel for creativity connecting to the source of everything you know and this is right now that i'm talking about it this is right up your alley Mm -hmm. yeah he talks Mm -hmm. about this basically getting inspiration from dreams getting inspiration from other people Mm -hmm. from nature from stuff that you consume and i was in the review that i read yesterday and it wasn't really review i hate it when people say book review it's it's such a because it was just more of his ideas on the book and and book review is not the right word for it but that's what he called it anyway but anyway he was basically saying that ruben did and part of his promotion for the book he did an interview with anderson cooper Mm -hmm. and he has an expert excerpt from that interview and anderson cooper is asking questions so he's like do you play an instrument no ruben Mm -hmm. says Mm-hmm. Do you know how to work a soundboard? No, not really. Like mm. to like mix and master music? No. Yeah. Not really. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What do you do? Yeah. What do you get paid for? <laughs> and this yeah. is what Ruben says. He says, and I'm paraphrasing, of course, but he basically says, I know my taste and I know what I like and I know what I don't like. And mm-hmm. I'm very religious discerning insert your intense adjective there about what i like and what i don't like Mm -hmm. so he's a taste cultivator he has cultivated his taste see i mean i love that i love that title i love that i just made it up but (laughs) i know i but i love the title though i mean because because it gets at it gets (laughs) at um it's like a it's just like a fitting yeah it's like a job in a video game. It's like this is for a taste cultivator. Could you imagine like having a, your job in a video game? Right. A taste cultivator. What does that do? Uh, what do I'm you like, do well, here? The, the 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 monsters. They the ones that have a lot of money tend to show up when I need money. The ones that have there a lot is. of XP have yes. You know, I just I have a way type of, of highlighting the right weapon, the right location on the map, and all the yes. plot, like points there. And we don't think of jobs or talents in no, that way. And I like no. how you just like no. had a, a a phrase to describe what it is because it gets us out of the, the box and it gets right. us to kind of flow in with what the individual's creativity actually is. Exactly. So that's and pretty that, cool. That's pretty and cool. that's not, and that's the thing, you can't be prescriptive about it. And, and then the guy's review that he, he was basically like, yeah, the book is actually kind of frustratingly plain in that yeah. <laughs> when you read it, you're like, here's this famous music producer, and I'm yeah. learning about creativity. And you're looking I for know the what his process is. I want the yeah. no-fail solution to like oh, not, that's so, that's, you not can't, be but Rick that's Rubin, not, but get Rick Rubin results. But you that's know what people this. want. But, but but you know this as a creator. I know oh, this. Yeah. You can't tell people that. Okay, step one, be Keith. Step two, right. okay. be Keith and do this. You've already step failed, three, right? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying, bro? No, but it's so you know? true. And so yeah, many no, self-help the, books they are like... The 10 steps, the 12 Basically, steps. do my 10 steps. Oh, but by the way, you need to have been me in my circumstances and with, with my, my network and my motivation and yeah. my in my upbringing I mean, and background and education. And the 12 steps just don't don't fly. Well, you know, one thing that I, I have a lot of pride in now that I'm, I'm 43, right? So I, I go... And if you give me 10 steps and step four is looking weird, I'll figure something out. It's kind of like step four. Right. And exactly. then see if I can do step five. And I'm telling you, younger versions of me would have would have really, yeah, really been bothered by that. Yeah. But you want I the, mean the formula. Yeah, you want the formula, but at the same time, right. man, I'm not, I didn't, 
if if I were able to mimic this person's formula exactly, I'd probably be that person in some right. way. And right. there, you just need to be ready to say, okay, look, this is the best. Yo, Shanna. Shanna is like a killer cook. Mm. She's mm. killer. She doesn't even she doesn't even like cooking. She says it every time she cooks. She's like, I hate this stuff. That's funny. What are these steps? Well, it's an experiment. She calls everything she makes an experiment. The food is freaking delicious. Every nice. time. Every time. Like, yeah. I've met, I'm, not, I'm, a, I'm a microwave person myself. She'd be making yeah. up things. You give her, you give her, you give her 20 steps. She might follow seven of them, but then she just knows. Right. And, and it's, it's it, I thought we were going to be equal in terms of who cooked what, mm. who microwaved what, <laughs> but she took over the cooking because my cooking is so, it's just inferior, bro. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. It's like, I can't, it's, I can't. I, know, hey. and, I mean, that, that's, that's part, that's part of us, man. We, and I and I hear you because I'm the same way. Like Joanna's the exact <laughs> same way, by the way, when it comes to cooking. She's just like, oh, it says do this, but I'm just gonna do this. And then it it's like delicious, but it's great. Then, yeah. And then, then it's I not also, and, and just for anybody out there, it's not a chauvinist thing. We never divided the roles. It was oh, simply yeah, a yeah. matter of Ajani oh, sucks. Yeah, you know, get out of the kitchen, get out of here. You know, that's what, <laughs> yeah. And if we weren't in the circumstance that we're in to where she's working so much and she just literally doesn't have time to cook. So I cook more than she would probably be cooking because it's, mm. it's just better. It's better for both of us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, but it, the, the thing is like, she doesn't follow the steps. There's right. an intuition about that. There's and an she, like, she has yes. no qualms. She should get irritated. You tell her step five must be followed by right. step six. Yeah, she yeah. just won't like that idea. Yeah. <laughs> just, no, you like who are you find, to tell me this? We don't even have that kind of pot, you know. You've got to find your own way, and and I like going back to Ruben. I like the mm-hmm. whole cultivating your taste, and that's not the first time I've read that or heard mm-hmm. that advice of I um, a previous guy or that I still follow on Twitter. He's always talking about you've got to refine your taste. You've got to refine your taste, and when I hear that, it sounds kind of a little woo woo initially you're like what does that mean yeah but it's pretty simple and if you're listening to this now this is what i mean when i say find your taste right become a taste cultivator for your stuff basically what do you like start there what's the movies that you like what's the books that you read what's the youtube channel whatever your thing that you consume is what do you like then you take it a step further why do you like it why do you think it's good? And it doesn't have to conform to, well, it's this many ratings on IDB or Rotten Tomatoes. Maybe you do like, like I got a close friend. He will not watch movies that are rated lower than like 80% on Rotten Tomatoes. Mm-hmm. He, he's just one of those guys. Like he does not does not want to waste time watching movies that have been declared to be inferior by a large majority of people. Mm-hmm. That's him. All right. I don't particularly subscribe to that because I'm like, somebody's shitty movie may be the best movie to me, you know? Yeah. Just as a, a high school student said yesterday, this is this is a quick mm-hmm. aside. Uh-huh. Conversation I had in, in a high school physics class yesterday. Hey, Mr. Hayden, are you going to watch Cocaine Bear? I said, excuse me? What's that? <laughs> he said, it's a movie about a bear that eats cocaine and he goes crazy. I said, okay. is that really a movie? Apparently yeah. it is. Okay. All right. I haven't looked it up at all, but it, okay. some of you are probably laughing. <laughs> all right. And so I was like, no, I will not be seeing cocaine. <laughs> I did not. And at first all I was right. thinking like, oh, it's a teddy bear. But she's like, no, it's an actual bear. She said, it's but the bear. actual bear died in real life. I was like, well, that would make sense. If a bear ate cocaine, I don't think <laughs> that's meant for the bear. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a silly premise for a movie and then at the end of the class i hear another kid goes and this is the quote i was bringing up why i brought this anecdote up he said those those crappy movies just hit different they just okay. hit <laughs> he said when you go in and then i laughed and said yeah he said yeah you know when you go and see a bad movie yeah. with like a bunch of friends yeah, and stuff yeah, yeah. it's fun yeah. it turns the yeah. bad movie into because yeah, yeah. you all know it's bad you're not expecting yeah. it to be turns it into a mystery science theater man. it turns yeah. it into an experience yeah. right? mystery science theater right yeah you know and it, anyway 
bringing it back to uh-huh. to cultivating taste. Mm-hmm. Your bad movie may be someone's good movie. That's true. And so you've got to ask yourself why you like what you like. And then to take it even a step further, then you start making lists of things. And mm-hmm. you say, I like this movie. I like He-Man Masters of the Universe. Why? Because what's his name? Skeletor. Frank Langella, right? Yeah. Is that the name of the actor? I, I probably yeah. got it wrong. No, no, that was correct. Skeletor. Oh, that was correct. Yeah. Because and then, Skeletor, and because Skeletor delivers the best villain. He's a, he's a poet. Everywhere. I like of any other. You see any, if you want to see villains go off, look up 1988 or something. He yeah, made Master 88, eight, yeah. And, and just listen, or just gold Skeletor. He becomes Skeletor. Right. Skeletor becomes just a god. You, just you do that. Just YouTube it. And, and watch Skeletor go off. And that's a family favorite. We all like that. Right. And so, and, and <laughs> yeah. so, and it's funny because I showed that movie to my wife and she thought it was so cheesy and just so, and it, it is like when you look at it now, you know, I'm never new to you. Yes, you will. Yes, you will. I shall wreak unforgettable harm upon you. <laughs> I mean, who says this in a movie? The about universe is power. Yes. <laughs> Kneel before your master. <laughs> Best believe, I think we all know the whole di- the whole. I'm month. pretty sure I could probably the, the recite minutes, it. Pretty, like, it, it, it is, is freaking amazing. But yeah, the point is, even something like that. But that's considered a, a B movie. It, I mean, yes, seriously. it's considered yeah. a B movie. It's a yeah. movie about a cartoon show in the '80s and action figures, and it has yeah. this amazing acting performance. Yeah, so. Yeah. Then you take that and you say, how do you extend that to other things? When you take that, like we like that, that kind of monologue that he says, there's monologues like that in other works that Mm -hmm. we would probably like. So you say that it's not just about He-Man Masters of the Universe, this particular movie, even though that's the, the vessel for that creative act and that thing. It's this component of the creative work that I really like. That's the reason mm-hmm. why we like it, why we remember it because of this performance. And and this is the thing. This is an intuitive thing, right? Because flashback yep. to when this movie was out, when we were kids watching it, we didn't know anything about monologues and yeah, blah, no, exactly. whatever, all this the, the technical, technical stuff. stuff. You just know you you are attracted to it. Exactly. You exactly. like it for some dude's, reason. Dude's going off. He has no shame whatsoever. Dude's he's going gonna, off. He's all gold. He's, he's got he's electricity wrong. over his he's, face. He's all in the wrong. <laughs> he looks badass. He's the bad guy. But you're like, you're so freaking cool. <laughs> I like you. I want to buy the action figure. Mom, can you get it for me? Yeah. And so it's yeah. it's kind of this. It's And this is what Ruben talks about in the book. This is mm-hmm. his, you know, and it's very woo. Like if you're, and it, whatever you call it. If you call it God, if you call it Allah, if you call it source or Mother Earth or the universe, whatever, it's this thing that is way bigger than you and your limited human capacity to absorb stuff. And I think we overestimate what we can take in all the time because there's a lot of stuff happening around us that we're not aware of. And yeah, and you know, that, like, but... like uh, I have, so so if people want to list. I think you just gave him the list. I think that's what needs to be done. Yeah, right? that's pretty much. I mean, I just made and, it up. I, I've never written and, this down, but it, and I mean, like, yeah. like I, because I'm not, I'm not really like big on following structure and stuff. Yeah. So for my, for me, it's kind of like I'm doing it. I like this. This is nice. I'm trying this. This bothers me. I, I'm. I don't know if I, I can stand this. I'm gonna change it. Oh, okay, now it's closer to what I like. Rinse and repeat. And then, you know, after a while, right. you know, fast forward months or weeks or years or whatever, it's, you like, look, I'll mess with it if it looks like that. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. And, and everybody has a, in the, in the specific it, ways you're going to get there, like you do yeah. it a little bit differently than I do it. I have a little bit more structured approach, but mm-hmm. I, actually I don't really, I just, I'm just giving it structure. You can talk yeah, about you it, on a, it on a podcast, yeah. but yeah, I you really pretty much just, follow the same kind. I pretty of, much follow the same, and yeah. every and that's the thing. Everybody does. You just don't realize it. 
Yeah. There's certain yeah. things that that catch your eye that you should probably find. I've found myself recently, if I'm cultivating my taste, right? Stopping and not just stopping and like looking at something that I like, but mm-hmm. saying, why did I look at that? Yeah. Like, why did this catch me? And then you can start to, and you don't have to do it every time and you're not going to sit there and, you know, yeah. start, okay, this is why it, it struck me. Duh. You know, you yeah, start writing yeah. this and doing this. You don't have to do all that. It's just more yeah. of recognizing that you like something. Why do you like it? What is it specifically that you liked about it? And then gathering those up, not just letting yeah. it pass you yeah. by and saying, man, that was a really cool movie that I watched last year. You know I what? Okay, so why, this and know? this kind of is a good segue into this other thing that happened. Okay, so recently, so so Shannon and I have kind of a routine, family night. We, we you know, me and her and the dogs, we sit on the couch and we watch murder mysteries, British murder mm-hmm. mysteries. Mind you. That's uh, right. that's that's a new thing. I'm interesting, kind of getting into it. But but um, in the course of that, I kind of forgot about my old routine for creativity, which was Silent Sunday Night, because I don't have that's right. TCM. I don't have TCM out here. So, so this past weekend, we both been sick. I mean, I'm just feeling better today. Like, I don't know if it's a cold or whatever. We're feeling like junk, both of us. Yeah. But this past weekend on Sunday, I was like, okay, let me see if I can watch a silent Sunday movie. Well, I know it's not. So I went on to the Roku and I found this film, Faces of Death from 1978. Mm -hmm. I'd never heard of this film. But if you never heard of it, it's images of, they they said it's images of gruesome deaths from all over the world. I was like, am I watching a snuff film or whatever? It That's can't be because it's here on Roku. So yeah. I'm like, I feel a little guilty because mm-hmm. because I I feel like I'm about to watch something depraved. I know nothing about it, and this right. isn't really my kind of thing. Mm-hmm. At the very beginning, this guy, he's a pathologist, 1978. He's like, I'm Doctor. I forget his name. I'm a pathologist. I was fascinated by death. I started with this dream. I feel like you're going to watch this movie and it's going to change. It's going to change how you see things. And I was like, okay, I, I don't know if I'm going to stay with this. In the very beginning, they have like a beating heart. and if You can't handle that. You can't handle it. But anyways, the movie goes on. I end up staying with it, finishing it. He shows mm-hmm. images of death in nature, like the spider killing the thing and the, mm-hmm. the anaconda killing the fish and the mm-hmm. man dies from the thing. And, um, I mean, yeah. like human deaths. And, yeah, yeah, of course. Uh, there's like a there's a beheading in there, and it's like mm. the the actual beheading though. Mm. It's like it, the, some yeah. tourist caught it on film. Person lays down, sword oh. hits, head falls. Real mm. life, real life happened. Yeah. So, anyways, I get done with this movie, and I'm surprised that I made it through. Two nights in a row, I had these really deep complicated complicated in message dreams like mm-hmm. existential grade i had not had this for months because mm-hmm. i i would i had gotten off of my own kind of inspirational routine mm-hmm. and the, it was it was funny because these dreams were like they took like 5 minutes and it was simple acts but when i woke up i felt like they had explained to me chemistry like mm-hmm. the like evolution and stuff and i recorded on it it was like the act of walking across the street and making a u-turn and going to a school appearing with a water burger in hand and then leaving Mm -hmm. was actually the act the act of synaptic transfer and Mm -hmm. how how a uh it's a gradient like gradient guidance for neurons and things like that Mm -hmm. chemicals seek their targets inside of cells they do their work and they leave and that's the really 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 short version of what ended up being like a two-hour philosophical thing Wow. Okay. I'm not going to bore you with all the details and stuff, but the bottom line is that this was a form of inspiration, which I knew about a long time ago. I've been doing it for years. Right. Mm. And it's part of, you know, what, what I put into my book. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm a modern. That was, you know, yeah. the, the spiritual, the psychic one. So like, I think to be able to not forget those routines, mm-hmm. um, also they, yeah. that adds an intuition through sleep and kind of the non-rational side of the brain, yes, which, yes. you know, kind of piques your fascination. So yeah, it yeah. was nice to kind of reunite with that. Very yeah. cool experience. No, I like, I'm glad to hear that too, because 
I think one of the challenges for me, because after I read the book, I was actually inspired to, to pay more attention to when I naturally connect to the source mm. and mm. get ideas for stuff. So I actually, your style, I jotted down, I had a few dreams. And I typically don't like remember my dreams very well. I'd be waking up amnesia and shit. Like, was, <laughs> was, was, I even, was I even asleep? <laughs> what happened? <laughs> waking up. <laughs> like somebody bopped me over the head and woke me up. Yeah. But I actually took notes on a few dreams that I had. And I'm typically pretty poor at that because I'm a morning person. Like I'm one of those guys, as soon as I get up, um, it doesn't take me any time at all to fire up. As soon as mm -hmm. I open my mm -hmm. eyes within like maybe five minutes, but it's surely by the time I'm out of my bed and like in the light of my space, I'm ready to work. So I don't have like this warm up time, but yeah. actually this entire year I've been doing meditation trying to do it every morning. Mostly I've been actually mm -hmm. pretty successful. I've only missed maybe like three or four times mm -hmm. this entire year. Cool. And I just do it for five to 15 minutes. And mm -hmm. I don't, I don't do guided meditations or anything like that. Oh. To my surprise, I just sit down and just start doing deep breathing. Oh, and I, I don't cool. I don't pull out no mat. I don't have no music. Yeah, I don't have yeah, no yeah. candles or incense or none of that shit. I just yeah. sit down. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna put in a little little advertisement for people who are getting on the other side of their 30s and getting older. <laughs> it's very nice when you develop these these practices by accident. Uh, yeah, cool. yeah. Because you don't want to deteriorate. <laughs> you know. What yeah, I'm and for me, yeah. for what it's doing for me is mainly. Because I've had a few sessions where it, you know, you get the in super insightful, but I'll be honest, most of the time it's not super insightful. Most of the time mm. it's just like, mm -hmm. I'm pretty tired or um, there's something on my mind or whatever that's kind of dominating the space, dominating the time. But it gives me space in between instead of, because I'm one of those guys that I am, I have a pretty rigid routine that I follow daily. And mm -hmm. Once I hit go on the routine machine, it doesn't stop until the day's over, pretty much. So that's pretty, that can be every day for me. So the meditation is just giving me that intentional space yeah. to yeah. open up just for rest, for reflection, for all of the above. So where it's not like, okay, A, B, C, D, E going throughout my routine, it just gives me some space. Yeah. Yeah. But, I, I've actually, uh, uh, picked up my most watched DVD. Yes, it's a DVD. My yeah. most watched DVD ever, which is ballet. It's uh, the ballet DVD. Oh, um, right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that is usually my form of exercise. We have the weight machines and things like that. Yeah. And for me, it's kind of like a balance and it's a control thing. Right. And the lady, I mean, it, it, oh, like 2013 DVD. And I've, I've been doing that and... Thank God the dogs behave themselves. They can actually mm -hmm. go on the couch. We have a third dog. She she doesn't respond well to like gestures. So mm. she can't really handle it when I'm doing this. I, I lift my arm in the air and stuff. And she starts yeah. barking. She doesn't yeah. yeah. like that. Yeah. <laughs> like, what's your arm? What are you what are you reaching for? What's up there? What's wrong you with know? your arm? <laughs> exactly. Put it down. But the but the boys, they're they're good. They just they kind of they grumble a little bit. They're like, what's he doing? Because they're all very skittish. They don't like sudden moves. I mean. If you hold your arm like this, <laughs> they, they think something's happening, you know. But anyways, so I've been doing ballet for, for a little while, and I picked it back up. Yeah, just the ballet uh, exercises and stretches and things like that. But yesterday, uh, because I was I was feeling like garbage, but I was feeling a little bit better, I said, let me mm. put out my yoga DVD. Mm. And the dude who, who does that one. Yeah. And, 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 you know, somewhere in the middle of the yoga DVD, I was saying to myself, this is important. And it, mm. it was weird. It was it was important in like a like a spiritual way because having right. seen faces of death, you're like, you know, one day I'm right. gonna die. And which which of these things that I do is actually gonna be important? Like I'll be on my deathbed, right. like it wasn't worth it. Right. <laughs> but but then some of them were. And I was doing the yoga stretches and stuff. And at some point we did Warrior One. He's like, mm. okay, get into Warrior One. I'm like, man, this 
it's uncomfortable, but yeah, yeah, I mean, it's uncomfortable to hold. It's easy right. to get into. And then he's like, yeah. yeah, but stay there though. No, 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 still okay. stay there though. Yeah, yeah. Like, keep man, I don't want, I don't want yeah. to stay. But when I was breathing and stuff and I said, I mean, when I'm, when I'm done, I'm glad that there was time. Time, to yeah. Do to give this, the space. To, to yes. just put everything that is like, you know, over your shoulder, hanging over your head. Right. Just like, you know, and, and, and give yourself the time to say, wait, me being stable, me yes. having my, my moments of attunement to nothing. Maybe it's just following the right. dude on the DVD telling you exactly. to watch your fingers in the air and stretch till your bones hurt. But that that kind of time is like, man, that's valuable. And just being able to set it aside. I, I'm I'm glad I did it. it, it had right. A, it had and I think I mean, and and this I guess the book's going throughout this uh this entire episode, but it, he talks about this as well. Basically, your productive time, your creative max, your best creative time may not be sitting in front of your computer or on your phone or on a conference call or doing these things we normally associate with mm. getting things done or business or work. Your productive time may be doing yoga. Yeah. It may be sitting down to read that book, that fiction book that's been gathering dust on yourself, or it may be watching a show that you really like. It just depends in the mindset okay. that it puts you in. Yeah, you're what? Okay, so this I got a question for you. It's a fascinating question because I got answers in my head, but they're surprising. It's on productive time. Like mm -hmm. if somebody asked me and they said, Ajani, when are you at your most productive? I said, okay, mm -hmm. one. And it's different kinds. One, when I'm translating my asteroids, I'm ripping <laughs> through it. I'm really good. And I know right, it. Right, right. So I'm just, I mean, I'm, yeah. I'm almost halfway, bro. Nonstop. 21,000 asteroids wow. to do. And so far, I've done 10,400. I still got like a year left. Impressive. And so when I release the, the Book of Contours or Laurentia Second Edition, when I do it, Laurentia 1 was like, here's 1,000 asteroid translations. Laurentia Edition 2 is going to be like, here's 21,000 asteroids. Yeah. All by hand, one at a time, humanistic interpretations. Chat wow. GPT can come kind of close. But when the asteroid of divorce comes up, Chat DPT don't know nothing to say to you, right? right, right. <laughs> so I'm translating them all by hand, and I'm ripping through it. Productive on my computer. Right. I was surprised, though, a second ago when I thought about it, and I said, the times I have to drive 30 miles to go to Walmart, because our town doesn't have one, mm. um, just for grocery shopping, I have to, yeah. like, zen out mm -hmm. or, like, get stoic yeah. on it, just Getting go some, and go yeah. do it. Or when I have to drive to Savannah, right, right, for things, go to the airport, and I just have to, there's a mode, there's a certain mm -hmm. mode where it's just like, and it gets done. That's a form of productiveness. It is. Like a, absolutely. It's a discipline and you don't, you don't whine, you don't cry, you don't right. get distracted and you're focused. Exactly. Um, and I guess the, the other one is a certain kind of like, it's like a research task, a deliverable mm. task. I'm playing a game with a Nintendo Switch. Has right, little mini right. games where you have to hit the hit the the squares. Yeah. You have to hit them in order and stuff like that. Bro, I'm so focused. Absolutely. I don't like I don't miss. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're and not. I, I'm not I'm not a good shot. I'm not gonna aim. I get all unsteady. Um mm -hmm. if it if it damages another person. But if it's a mm -hmm. game and they're like, do it this way, do it faster, quick, I'm like, and just like strategy, stuff like that. And those three are kind of my top modes of productivity, mm -hmm. but they're not what i would have thought um, right in terms of surprising things, right yeah because the things that kind of the world associates with your job or exactly your, your mm -hmm. management of some kind of affairs so i i didn't expect that so i asked you where do you feel like you're at your most productive um like i said number one is definitely right first thing thing in the morning i know that like this year i've been trying to make it a point to do three things every well, every work day, every day I designate as a day I'm going to do work. Mm -hmm. It's write, it's do Japanese, and it's work on the podcast, work on Sirius and Limnik, the sci-fi podcast, in some capacity, whatever I need to do for it. Mm -hmm. So I know the first one of those three things that I do is going to get done the best, and I'm probably going to spend the most time with it. And... Mm -hmm. So there's this coveted spot with me that if it's right at the first thing in the morning 
And people are always surprised too. They'll get on like a call with me. I've been on, I've talked to several people this year. I've probably talked to, by the way, I probably talked to a new person at least once a week hmm. this year. It's pretty interesting now that's how, cool, how that's cool. working out, but they'll be, they'll be so surprised. They'll be like, what time is it over there? I'm like, oh, it's 530 <laughs> AM. And they're like, oh, I'm so sorry that because, you know, I'm over here in Japan and they're yeah, in the States. Yeah. So just like, you know, it was 7 AM when we started talking or when we should have started talking today. So it's always early in the morning, but I'm like, I'm totally fine with that. Mm. I'm at my mm. best yeah. right first thing in the morning. So that's that's my that's one of my most productive times. The next one is I say when I'm in the middle of pretty much any task, but I have to be in the middle of it. So when I'm writing, mm-hmm. when I'm in the middle, like I have to get past that first like 10 or 15 minutes where you're just like, okay, what do I need to do? Or once I get a vector on what I need to get done, mm-hmm. then I'm until an alarm goes off or until some other external thing pulls me away. Yeah. I'm, I'm in the zone. It's hard to get me knocked off. Mm-hmm. And usually I'm the one that calls it quits. I, I set an alarm or I like, I'm really work. I'm really a fan of these Pomodoro 25 minute sprints. I've been mm-hmm. doing this for the past like three to four months. And it's just enough time to where you get into the zone, but then you don't sit too long to where you're like, oh man, this is too long, or you start getting bored, or your you know, yeah, attention starts yeah. fading away, or you get hungry, or whatever. So it's just long enough to get you in, but then you chain a bunch of these together, and then I get a lot done that way. Mm-hmm. So those are those are my main ones, man. Um <laughs> but you're right. I think I think that's the moral of the story of what we're talking about is productivity may not come in the form that you think it may not be in the societal expectation ways of you're using a productivity device like notion or you're in your google google calendar mm-hmm. or your emails or whatever a lot of people associate productivity with this type of these types of things yeah and yeah. for a lot of people that that doesn't cut it for some people that they, they work great but for other yeah. people they just they stress them out. They yeah, they you know, and I guess it's by an, emails. It's the, and, uh, the difference between activity and productivity, right? right exactly. I think a lot of people think that just because they're doing a lot of activity, I'm doing stuff. They're, I'm busy. They're being I'm busy. productive. And what I would ask is that okay, you're doing a lot of activity. Yeah. Uh, did you get accomplished the things that are of you that you want? And right. and some yes, people will like still that. say yes. I cleared my email box, and that is of me because it, it gets on my nerves if it's not clear. But but right. then maybe other people will say, yeah, you know what, I did spend a lot of time in the email, but I really want to write or paint or get a promotion yes. or, or just, you know, be a better whatever. For sure. And For sure. I feel like maybe I went down a rabbit hole. Yeah, Oops. I do that daily, man. And I'm actually, I do this to a fault and I've tried to stop doing this, which is, I, I mentioned those three things that I try and, and do, my three basic objectives for the day. And if something else pulls me away from that, or I end up going down a rabbit hole, or I get stuck on some administrivia or something, like I have to clean something, I have to do mm-hmm. taxes, or some type of thing that I don't normally do, but I just have to get it done. Yeah. If I get stuck on that, then I'll be like, I didn't get anything done. Mm-hmm. Because I didn't mm-hmm. get to the things that I set as the goal for myself. I did yeah, other stuff yeah. that, okay, it, it was important to somebody else. Mm-hmm. You know, I call, I made the calls, I cleaned this up, I paid the bill or whatever, you know, you you do the things that you have to do, but then the things that I set aside for myself to do, I did not do. So Mm -hmm. I messed up Mm -hmm. and I'm trying to get better with that about not like coming down so hard on myself because I realized, you know, those other things too, you just have to do them. Sometimes they come up. That's the way life goes. But Mm -hmm. at the same time, it's not a waste of time and you can make those, those tasks desirable as well you just have to go you have to put a lot more effort into (laughs) Uh making something you don't want to do fun you know Mm -hmm. but and i I like this discussion man i I think this is it's not something that i thought about at all honestly before last year before i read it in Mm -hmm. um man i always want to say his name wrong but visa visa con parasami 
He's mm-hmm. the guy that I follow on Twitter that I read his book, Introspect, and he talks about cultivating your taste. And when I read it, I was like, it was a huge unlock, but it was kind of one of those duh moments, you know? And yeah, yeah, yeah. if you read the creative act, Rick Ruman's book that we've been talking about this entire time, you'll have a lot of those moments where it's like, one of them, he says, go on a walk. Hmm. Well, duh, going on a walk, it seems so simple. Mm-hmm. And so like, why do you need mm-hmm. to hear this from a, you know, a prolific music producer? But the way it's it's packaged, the way it comes in, the way he, he writes it, it just comes off as, you know, yeah, maybe going on a walk would be something different to, you know, going on a walk and actually observing things and actually like mm. taking it in, not just rushing around the block to say you went on a walk. Yeah, yeah. Um, actually doing things with intention to get something out of it, to actually plug in, to to stop and actually listen to God, the source, whatever you call it, the universe. Mm-hmm. To listen to that and listen to how he basically says you are the filter through it. Everything's yeah. always coming in, but you're going to filter it through your background, your experience, your skills, your goals, your aspirations. Everybody's filter is different. Mm-hmm. It's it's attuned to that person and it's based on all of the above that I just said. Yeah. So yeah. it's up to you to decide what goes into the filter and then how it comes back out in creative expression and that could be anything could be singing could be dancing could be writing whatever you do and i'll put i'll i'll start to wrap up but i just want to say i wrote a i meant to do like i've been doing kind of these book thoughts after i Mm -hmm. finish a book we were traveling so i didn't have time to do the whole book thoughts thing but i I zeroed in on something that he said about business and creativity because he basically talked about how He's obviously worked with megastars who, after they produce a big hit like 21 Adele, now the next hit, there's so much pressure to produce something of similar quality and to a similar fan base as well, because you've already pleased this group of people and you know they love what you've made, but artistically, you're feeling drawn to go somewhere else. Mm-hmm. So what should you do? Yeah. Should you repeat what what hit the first time or should you follow the other path and explore your creativity? And of course, in typical Ruben fashion of the book, he gives no answers. Uh-huh. <laughs> he's basically, he's basically his, his basic response is that the other path could be more interesting creatively, but then you have to reconcile that with why do you want to reproduce what you already produced Mm, mm -hmm. he's not saying that's wrong he's basically saying there's a lot of pressure external pressure on your creativity that comes from following agents and the market and stuff that generates a profit Mm -hmm. business he basically says business can Business can compromise creative capacity. It can compromise greatness. Mm -hmm. A lot of times he's like, the best stuff doesn't come from industry-aimed stuff, stuff that was made for this particular industry. And and of course, his scope is music, but it could be Mm -hmm. any industry. It could be a book or whatever. It could be software you made this particular software now you they you made this particular video game now people want you to follow it up this happens all the time in video games you know Mm -hmm. like people don't want too many deviations from certain formulas depending on whatever genre it is but then they also Mm -hmm. want something a little bit different how much different should you go you know (laughs) some games go completely different and it's like yeah. this feels like a completely different series i don't yes. play this shit anymore yeah yeah i can't Total think of any or examples Total like, Jam or there's there's a great one man oh I, I couldn't God. think of anything off the top of my head because they i wasn't destroyed games, but the originals it, yeah yeah was, yeah oh if you're of a certain <laughs> age you probably remember <laughs> the original toe jam and earl on the sega genesis or sega master system wherever you grew up and it was it was the quintessential like bro kid game like simultaneous play was awesome exploration randomness put in there it had like everything it had everything and then two was no good and then the was it makes me sad to say it was 
It was oh, like I, ugly I and no good. I didn't like play ugly. the reboot. Oh, but no, yeah. no, no. Don't play. Toe Jam and Earl is so much a product of its time period. It's just, you it, know, got it all is. the hip hop tropes and it's yeah, just, yeah, yeah. It, it's just nostalgic. I, I don't know it, what motivated them to go in the direction that they went for, but that was an example of something that it, it didn't, it didn't capture, I guess, the creative, the creative essence of at least what I as a player expected. Maybe, right. maybe the creators thought that Funkatron was like the next thing. Yeah, but, but but for the players to to unite and have fun walking a map, yeah, the way they did it, and, and yeah. I I mean I'm not trying to not trying to derail this and stuff, but I mean the idea is that yeah, man, I the the choice to go over here or stay over yeah. there, it, it's know, man. It, it, exactly there's there's, there's yeah. consequences for sure for getting yeah. it wrong, but. And it goes back to Ruben's main advice, which is to create for yourself first, not for the audience or the market. Yeah. Because you, a lot of, and he says what we all know intuitively, that you can't control what the outcome of what you put out. And you can try and make it be like, oh, well, here's all the trends going on right now. And I put all this into my game or into my song or whatever. But then you could completely miss. The trend may pass you by. There may be... Something I read about the CEO of um, what was it? The CEO of GE of General Electric. This mm. particular CEO he took over on September tenth, two thousand one. Oh, oh, the day before nine eleven. Nine eleven hits. General Le- uh, General Electric sadly lost two workers in nine eleven, mm. mm. and yeah, their stock tanked, and it was just. It was just a disaster, right? Second so day, that yeah. that could be you. You could yeah, yeah. put out something with Chat GPT or something, and especially how fast trends change now. I'm I'm on Twitter and daily, yeah. daily, there's a new must try. There's a new well, this app, this thing. It is madness to yeah, yeah. try. So you may people, and I feel bad for some of these people. They they spend like months working on this product, and it's like especially now with the technology kind of yeah. evolving so fast, your thing, like I look at stuff like mid journey right now and there's stuff that's coming out that is already out that is maybe not as good quality as mid journey, but it does mm-hmm. what it does faster and with more features and with more mm-hmm. fine tuned models. So this is just mm-hmm. a current example of it's super hard to keep up with the times and with the trends. You should probably not try and do that because you probably miss and you might be disappointed. You might hit the jackpot, but it's rare that something comes out and it's like very timely and it sticks to the trend. Better to follow your own taste that you've cultivated through all the stuff that we talked about in this episode (laughs) and Mm -hmm. to put out something that speaks to your artistic ability. Take the risk of art, basically, is what I'm saying. Take yeah. the risk to make art that is you. And I wrote, that's the piece that I wrote. I'll link it in the show notes. I wrote, that's basically my book thoughts about the creative act, which is, and I talk about my own kind of struggle with balancing business and art. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. I'll, I'll, I'll leave it there. You can check it out and read it. It's not very long, but yeah, it's kind of my reflection, man. So. All right. All right. Just turned out I didn't expect to talk about the book the entire time, but whatever. Obviously, that's I, where it you went. Know, that's the where it went. Um, mm-hmm. I recommend the book. I, I just, if you want kind of a different approach, it's definitely a different book than you're used to about creativity. If you've read, if you've never read books on creativity, then you're in for a treat. But if you're one of those people who reads a lot of like self help type books then this one's probably going to be different than what you normally read. So you might want to check it out. Mm-hmm. Um, Johnny, you got anything else? Man, I, no, I, I don't. It went by so fast. It did, man. Even... It was an hour already? Yeah. I guess so. I guess so. We just we just hit it. We went from Skeletor to creativity to side <laughs> movies, man. You know how we do. This is this yeah. is two brothers talking, man. Um, okay, so I actually have a, bu- a couple of announcements. So first thing is, I got a newsletter. It's called The Creative Futurist. And in my newsletter, I'm trying to help people be more creative through current technology. So basically, my 
goal is to equip you with the skills to use the current technology to unlock your creativity. So I write about a bunch of different things on there. I explore different tools. I show you how to use different tools. I, I want to help you make it easier to use a lot of this stuff because there is a lot and it can be super intimidating to, hey, just go Google this and you have no idea what the hell to do. Um, it's super hard and I get that. But you have you feel like you have this thing inside of you. You want to write a song. You want to write a book or something like that. That's what the newsletter is is aimed at. So if that's you, you're interested and you know, you're like, man, they've been talking about this. I'm super inspired to after listening uh -huh. to this episode to find to go and dream and wake up and record it. Then <laughs> inspired this, to take a walk. <laughs> inspired to go take a walk, right? <laughs> inspired to leave your desk, whatever. Yeah, then yeah, yeah. go ahead and I'll put the link to the creative futurist in the show notes. Also, at the end of this month, I am returning to the premier Black indie sci-fi event. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, I'm talking about Virtuous Con 2023. Okay, y'all, here's Virtuous what this thing is. Virtuous. It, it, that, is that how they say it? Virtuous Con. <laughs> I <thought> you... <laughs> Virtuous Con. Virtuous Con. 2023. <laughs> and in Virtuous Con, basically, it's a bunch of black sci-fi writers and creators and comic creators that are going to be there and displaying their work. I went two years ago. It's amazing time. There are some super talented black artists that are going to be there. Yours truly is going to be among them. So I've got a booth set up. This is all online, by the way. So wherever you're at, I'm going to be up at probably 1 a.m. Japan time, manning my booth, 1 a.m. to 5 a.m., at least one day. Uh, I don't know if I can do both days, but yeah, that's, that's going to be rough. But for hopefully for you, it's, it's not at an inconvenient time like that. Hopefully it's, you know, normal time and you can show up. I think the tickets, general admission is $12 or $10, I think. Um, don't quote me. I'll put the link in the show notes so you can purchase tickets and meet me there at virtuous con it'd be nice come through we can talk creativity we can talk sci-fi or at least my version of sci-fi which is probably not very sci-fi but it's it, whatever it's sci-fi and we can talk about whatever else you know i can talk so <laughs> come by stop by and that's that's all i got those two things anything Ooh. else johnny you want to point the people to Nope. Nope. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing else. So you know, Johnny's like, look, okay. Well, Johnny don't got anything, so I'm not gonna make any make make him have anything. Thanks for listening to this episode of Two Brothers <laughs> Talking, y'all. It's been fun. I really hope that you go out there and cultivate your taste and I don't know, just listen to that voice inside. You know, I feel like there's I wanted to talk about this more in depth, but since we're closing, I won't go into it too much. But there are so many things and people and circumstances that are telling you what you should do in your life. We all have that. We all have some form of guardianship or parental figures or teachers or friends or society telling you that this is what you should do. This is the path you should walk. But all along, we know what it is that we want. And we probably know how to get it. But we just don't do it. And I used this analogy on a, on a podcast recently of, it's like you're, you're in a pit and all of these things are being piled on top of you. Your education, your parents, your cultural values. You don't choose any of that when you're a kid. None of us do. It just gets piled on. Some people spend the rest of their lives digging themselves out digging their true selves out. Some people never get there. They just go, well, this is good enough. So they don't even bother to try and look for it. But it's difficult to go on that journey to begin the excavation of yourself. But I'm telling you, it's worth it. I'm telling you, you know, on the other side of it, ask Ajani, like when you are doing things that it's not just to collect the paycheck or to 
appease your parents or, you know, make sure the lights stay on for you and your kids. When you're doing something that's yours, it can feel selfish, but the expansion that you get from that, that's going to radiate to other people. That's what I've seen in my life. Like people see me and they see how I just get, I just light up when I start talking creativity, when I start talking when I believe in other people's work, when I see people that are being creative, that are kind of closet creators or kind of like, uh, you know, like, well, I kind of do these little drawings and little sketches, put them up, you know, like you don't have to make a business out of it, but just believe it in yourself and to know, like, this is my expression and follow the advice from the creative act. Don't expect much in return because you may not get it. You may not get the money. You may not get the fame. You may not, a lot of previous artists in their lifetime they don't get it i'm not saying you know you may not get anything you probably will get something but it just may not come in the form that you wanted it it may not be all money and fame and notoriety and getting a netflix adaptation or whatever your goal is it may just be the act in itself the creative act boom (laughs) there we go there we go I'll end it there. You guys, everybody, thanks for listening. And we'll see you next time on the next episode. Two Brothers Talking. Peace. Yeah.